I'm Emma G. Rose. I'm Shell Shearer. We're indie authors. And this is Indie Book Talk. Hello and welcome back to Indie Book Talk. Today we have for you another episode of Indie Book Class, where we talk about all the things you need to know to be a successful indie author. And today's subject is different types of publishing. We get a lot of questions about what is indie publishing and am I an indie publisher and what does indie even mean anyway? And so we're going to cover all of that today in as quick a format as we possibly can, uh, talking about the different paths, including traditional, and some tips on how you might approach each one. Excellent. So I know about traditional and self-publishing which is sort of indie publishing. There's a couple different ways to self-publish, I believe. Yeah. Are there other types of publishing out there? So I argue that there's like 3.5 ways to publish a book. 3.7? 3.5. There's okay. 3.5. <laughs> and he, oh, it's a completely made up number uh, it, because people draw the lines in different places. Right. But in my mind, we have traditional publishing, which everybody kind of knows or thinks they know. Mm-hmm. Then there's self-publishing or indie publishing, which has kind of subcategories under it. And then there's what I call like hybrid or small press. Right. And then the the point five is like the vanity press, which sometimes gets fuzzy under hybrid and small press, but I really like to separate it out because it really is a completely different animal. And if you're doing a vanity press, there's like reasons why that's a thing you might want to do, but it's not a thing that somebody who wants to make a career out of being an author needs to be doing. So it, it's got to be a point five. Okay. That's fair. Because it's not the main thing you hear about as much anymore. So let's start yeah. with traditional. I think we all okay. kind of know what traditional is. Yeah. You know, a company, a publishing company, one of the big, I think there's what, five? Four and a half. Four <laughs> <laughs> there really is no 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 because it, it was the big five and then two of the big five merged and so technically oh okay we do we have like four and a half big publishers now but there's a lot of incest between those publishers and, and that's when you you know you send it to the traditional publishing house or most more often not your agent would have to because yeah. a lot of them will not take unsolicited manuscripts Correct. and then and they take it on from there and you probably get maybe an advance they might do some of the work for you but I from what I'm hearing more and more, the author still has to do a lot of the their promotions for themselves. I know. It's actually amazing to me. I, I knew that authors did some of their own work as a, some of their own marketing and glad handing as traditional publishers, but I didn't realize that how much they did until we started doing this podcast. Yeah, me either. I thought if you like did the traditional way, they like took it over for you and you just kind of sat back and got your royalties. But no, there's a lot of work yeah. unless you're, you know, like well-known. If you're just a newbie out there and, and your your first book or, you know, just middle range books, you're going to do a lot of that um, promotion yourself. Yeah. And in exchange for that, they take uh, quite a chunk of your royalties. Mm-hmm. But I can see there's still a lot of people that like the traditional route. So I'm not dishing that. That's, you know, very valid way to go. Um, there's pros and cons to all the different types. Right. There are a couple of things we, we don't talk about a lot as benefits because, you know, we don't talk a lot about traditional publishing on this cast, but there are, you know, there is the uh, prestige slash validation angle mm-hmm. of somebody who's a professional in the industry kind of puts their stamp of approval and says, yes, we, you know, we accept this work as published work. And for some people, that's really important to them. Right. Um, and so if that is important to you, then 
absolutely. That is a totally valid way to go about it. Uh, the other thing is that they do have, you know, connections. So it can be easier to get your book in wide circulation if some major publishing house has their name behind it. It's, it's how you get yourself into bookstores. Right. And they have teams, so they would be doing the editing and the book covers and, and that type of thing. Right, right. So there are some, some of the roles that you have to fill or pay for as an indie author. You don't have to in TradPub, but the trade-off is your loss of creative control. The timeline is out of your hands. And of course, it's a highly competitive space. So you have I don't even know, I can't even tell you what magnitude, but lots of authors who are querying agents who are competing for a limited number of spots because there's only so much budget in any individual publisher's space. Right. And you're being rejected has nothing to do with how well you write a lot of times. I think we've all heard stories of the big named writers getting rejected because it's not the story that fit that person's wants or needs at the time. And I mean, and there are scary stories that we won't get into about, you know, you get picked up and your agent dies or you get picked up and then your editor leaves or you get picked up and there's, you know, somebody decides to go a new direction and your book gets squashed, but they still have the right. So you can't get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to get into the messy details. <laughs> Just keep in mind that those exist. Uh, but there are challenges with indie publishing, which is I think this is the moment to transition to talking yes. about that. Um. Indie publishing, which we like to call it indie publishing. Many people call it self-publishing. There's nothing wrong with that term, although I think it's a little bit of a misnomer because nobody actually publishes all by themselves. It's almost impossible. You probably have somebody printing your books who isn't you. You probably have at least someone else looking at your books as an editor or Mm -hmm. proofreader who isn't you. You hopefully, please, please listen, please hire the designer. Really, unless you are a professional book designer, like we we've met one person in all in our time in, on Indie Book Talk who I think was qualified to to do her own covers. Yes, stick with your strengths. If that's not something you did before this, worry about your writing and your book. Let someone else take over the the illustrations or the covers or that kind of thing for you. Right, but you know you're not you're not publishing all by yourself. No one is. So we like the term independent publishing. It reminds me of indie music and indie movies, some of which are fabulous and strange and wonderful. Um, and so that's what we talk about when we talk about indie publishing. In that space, you have full creative control. You have maximum flexibility. You have higher profit margins oftentimes, which is great. There's also a incredibly steep learning curve. If you've never done this before, it's like learning a new language or like, I don't even know what else can I compare it to. It's it's hard. It's really hard the first time around, especially if you try to do it alone. Right. And that's why networking and writers groups and all of that are fantastic because I have received so many resources from other writers out there that have already done that. And I'm hoping or we're hoping that this podcast is helping you learn some of those pitfalls and and how to get through them because it's a lot. Right. And it's also, there is some upfront investment here. You know, if you're independently publishing, you are going to have to fork over some money at some point. And that can be challenging for some people who don't have a lot of extra funds kicking around. So, you know, you're going to have to budget at minimum for an ISBN and for, well, for an ISBN, if you're doing print books, 
you can get away with ebooks without necessarily having an ISBN, but uh, a cover, some editing, those sorts of things do cost money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your marketing is going to cost you money. Likely that that money would be similar to what you'd have to pay to market yourself even as a trad pub, but you know, it's really as much as you can put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And there are different paths within the independent publishing space. Right. There's not just one way to do it. And so when people come to me and they say, hey, I want to publish my book independently, I'm like, okay, which path do you want to take? And then they're confused because they don't realize there are paths. <laughs> so give us an idea of a couple of the different paths. So the one that I think everybody knows is Amazon only. Mm-hmm. You you go, you put your book up on Kindle, and you know maybe you let, now that Amazon has KDP with print whatevers, you can print directly you know, through Amazon and you can have your entire book, even you can even do audiobooks and it's all on Amazon. Uh-huh. And that is a less steep learning curve. You know, it's a little bit easier to get into. It's also naturally a little bit limiting in that it's going to be very hard to get your book into bookstores if uh-huh. you're only printed through Kindle Direct, especially or through Amazon, especially if you don't have an ISBN. If you're relying on Amazon to be your quote publisher, then that isn't super attractive to indie bookstores who might see Amazon as their competition. Right. It also means that anybody who doesn't like Amazon, we won't get into the politics of that because there are people <laughs> who aren't into Amazon, um, or people who, you know, if you have an iPhone and you try to buy a book on the Kindle store, it'll mystically be not available and you have to go buy it on your computer and then download it on your phone. That's real life. Interesting. So there's, but there is the Amazon only route. It's easier to learn. It's a huge marketplace. So a lot of your sales may happen there anyway, even if you go go wide, which is the other path. But it's huge um, and also full of people trying to do it. Right. So you definitely have to market yourself and get yourself out there because you would be in a sea of other people that now think, oh, this is a great way to put my book on there that may not be as ready to be on there as others. Right. And that that's the thing with, with indie publishing in general is that the responsibility is on you. So you can at any point throw up anything you want and call it a book. You know, you can take a manuscript that is absolutely not ready and you can say, yep, this is a book and I'm going to sell it. And I'm going to, you know, slap a cover I made in paint on the front and I'm going to sell this book. And there's no one to stop you from doing that. But you're not going to get the sales. Right. It's up to you to learn what you need to learn uh, to make sure that that you're kind of following the best practices or seeing what others are doing so that you can position yourself in a way that makes people want to read your book and that that gets it in front of the people who are going to read it. And that's true of either Amazon or any other platform. But if you decide to go wide and we we talk about going wide as um, publishing more broadly. So we're not limiting ourselves to one platform. I have been wide pretty much from the beginning. I did have one nonfiction book secretly out there under a different name uh, <laughs> that is is Amazon only, but all of my fiction um, pretty much is wide. And that means that my book is distributed everywhere. So you can go into a bookstore and ask them to order it if they don't have it on the shelf, or you can go to any website that you can buy books and you can order it from there. You can go to libraries and you can check out my book on their, the library apps like Libby or uh, what's the other one? There are a couple of library apps that let you 
check out books under your library card. And when you're wide, you can be in all those places. The way to do that is to, it's a little more complicated because most of us go through Ingram Spark for printing. The reason for that is because Ingram does printing and distribution. So they have relationships with Amazon, with Barnes and Noble, with Books a Million, with bookstore, large bookstore chains around the world. And you can say, yes, you can sell my book in all these places. And Ingram will print it in that country, in that, you know, that local market, and then they'll ship it to those bookstores and if those bookstores want to order your book. So that that's kind of the print side. And then the ebook side, you still go through those other channels. You can go through you can go through Kindle Direct to do the Kindle version, but then you also maybe go to Barnes and Noble and go direct there. Maybe go to Apple and go direct there. A lot of people also use some sort of aggregator like um, Draft to Digital or one of those to distribute to other platforms where, so you don't have to go to, you know, 500 different places and, mm-hmm. and upload your book individually. That cool. going wide means you have more opportunities, but again, it's more complicated. Um, it does take more of a learning curve and you will probably do something wrong the first time you probably <laughs> do something wrong the first time and get confused and get frustrated. I personally think it's worth it because it's important to me to have my books as accessible as possible so that it's not limited to, oh, you have to use this one website. What if that website goes down? You know, what if, what if Amazon, I don't think it's going to happen, but what if they went bankrupt? You know, like you'd be stuck. Or what if they change, you know, your copyright or what they have rights to, or, you know, who knows? Right. You know, and there are some people who write in genres that Amazon doesn't really like Uh and they get sort of, you know, people who write like erotica often get sort of blacklisted on Amazon and it's really hard for them to get any traction, even though, trust me, there are people out there who are dying to read those books because I hear a lot of Twitter about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trust me. So, you know, just like any social media platform, you know, subjects you to their rules, it's the same thing on any book selling platform. If you diversify your platforms, you diversify the types of people that can reach your books. And I think that that's a really great thing. Cool. All right. But now there's a third type. There's, there's hybrid. There's hybrid and hybrid is the space in between. Hybrid is kind of messy and difficult to define because it's like indie publishing, but you get some support. So you might go to a hybrid press and they'll do the covers for you and they'll do proofreading for you, but distribution is on your own or Mm -hmm. marketing is on your own or you can have those services, but you have to pay more for different things. It really depends on the hybrid or small press, mm-hmm. what level of support they will give you. And this is a place to be very cautious and really read the fine print. And if you can get a lawyer involved to read the fine print for you, because you want to know what rights you're signing away and what services you can expect. Um, I've seen people, and I'm not going to name names here, but I, you know, I've seen people go through a hybrid press who the cover design was beautiful, but completely wrong for the genre. Right. Or maybe it's what they had on hand or something. Right. I mean, like uh, there's a specific book I'm thinking of that is a like kind of like family drama with a little bit of history and it has a sci-fi cover. Like a hundred percent you pick up, I picked up the book thinking it was sci-fi and then (laughs) read the description and it did not match at all. And so you, you do have to be educated 
about publishing to go with these or really read the reviews, really talk to other authors who've done it and make sure you do your homework because there is an investment here. Right. And make sure you have veto power or something. Yeah. You're making the trade of, of time for money, right? So you can, you can spend some money with a hybrid press to get your book published, to have all the services you need to get your book published. And it can be a great experience or a not so great experience. So even though we're talking about spending money, that is different than when you spend money for a vanity press. Right. So a vanity press will take anyone. A vanity press, anyone off the street could take any manuscript that they had the rights to and say, publish this, and they would print it for you. And there you go. That's the end of the transaction. You asked right. for copies. We gave you copies. Done. The reason to be careful of a vanity press is that there are no quality standards so or few quality standards. Mm-hmm. Hybrid presses, small presses, they have standards. They're, they will turn you away if your story doesn't hang together. They will do their best to give you a good cover or a good editing experience or even to support you with marketing and those sorts of things. A vanity press is there to take your money in exchange for a book. And mm-hmm. that's what they do. The problem is it's sometimes very hard to tell the difference between a vanity press and a hybrid press because a lot of vanity presses position themselves as hybrid. They try to try to claim that space and that title, even though really what they're doing is taking anyone's money and giving them, them a book. All right. So whenever you're about to spend money on getting your book published, know what you're paying for and what you get from it. Right. And there are, you know, I don't want to disparage the concept of a vanity press because there are perfectly valid reasons why you might want one. For example, you've written a memoir that you don't want to widely publish. You want to create beautiful bound copies for your close friends and family. Mm -hmm. Vanity press, absolutely the way to go. I know someone who did a, a recipe book of all their family's recipes with like pictures and made it all beautiful, but it was for themselves and like, you know, close people. They, they weren't like selling it at bookstores or anything. Exactly. And no hybrid press or small press will print that for you because it's not created for distribution. And that's where they're making most of their money is they're selling books and getting a cut and that's going to make them money. So the vanity press has its use, but it's a very narrow use. If you've gone to hybrid presses and small presses and they're saying, give us a huge chunk of money, you know, give us thousands of dollars and we'll, we'll give you a hundred copies and you're on your own. That is not a hybrid press. That is not a small press. That is vanity. And it's probably not what you want if you're trying to make a career of being an author. Right. Move forward with writing or, or anything because you're not going to get it in the right hands without spending a lot of money. And you're not going to recoup your costs on that anytime soon. And the thing I really want to tell people, because I see this confusion everywhere on the internet, There is a difference between a publisher and a distributor. There's a difference between a printer and a publisher and a distributor. Those are not the same thing. So Ingram Spark is a printer and distributor. They will take your book, they will print a bunch of copies, and they will ship them to places. Their job is not to help you sell a book. Their job is not to help you market a book. Their job is not to determine if your book is good, except for that it fits within their technical qualifications. So if you're going to a place like Ingram thinking, ah, this is a small press, it's helping me get my book out there. Yes, it's helping you get your book out there. No, it's not a small press. You still need to do all the editing, mm-hmm. cover design, marketing yourself. They are they have no nothing to do with that. 
And people get confused because they think, oh, I'm going to upload my book here and it's going to be on some marketplace somewhere and then I'm going to be famous and I don't have to do any more work. <laughs> if only. The takeaway here, and I don't want this to be discouraging. I want this to be an opportunity for learning and curiosity and excitement because you're doing this for a reason. The takeaway is that whatever path you choose, you'll have to learn something and you'll have to put in work. Even if you're going yes. traditional publishing and you think, oh, I'm just going to sit back and let my agent do their thing. Well, first you have to write the query letter, which let me tell you, oh, that's fun. And then you have to find the agent. No. <laughs> and then you have to wait for that agent to shop that book. And then you have to wait for a publisher to accept it. And there's a lot of, of stress and there may be rewrites and there are things happening that you will have to put in the effort to do. And it's probably a, a year and a half after that, you'll actually see it on the shelves, which is fine for some people. I can't do that. No. <laughs> There's no way I know of to get published that doesn't involve work. The question is, what kind of work do you want to do? Right. How much outside of the writing do you want to put into this? And what parts of it do you want to do? And if you want to write as a hobby, write as a hobby. That is totally fine. You can put your, your stories up for free on your website. You can go to Wattpad or one mm -hmm. of those you know public writing places and you can just write things and you don't have to learn about marketing and you don't have to interact with readers or do anything that you don't want to do. But recognize that if you do publish as an author with the intention of building a readership, being an author in all the permutations of what that means, you're going to have to work for it. Writing the book is the easy part. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>